gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey friends, welcome to the Boldly Going Podcast. I am your host, Jason Sowell. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Episode 7. Uh, this uh, episode is fantastic. Uh, it's a fun episode. Uh, my friends uh, call the My Fever Band. My Fever Band. That's uh, Weston, Blake, and Garrett. Uh, really, really good dudes. There's some guys that I know from my hometown in Panama City, Florida. And uh, they uh, also... Uh, half of them now live in Atlanta. Uh, they started a band called My Fever Band, and a few weeks ago they were in Tampa, where I live. Uh, they were playing a show in Ybor City, the community that I live in, just down the street from my home. And so uh, prior to their load-in, got them to the house. They hung out for a little bit, recorded a quick podcast with them before they had to go do their load-in. So it's a little bit shorter, uh, but an incredible conversation. These These dudes are great. Their music is great. Uh, they're just fun, incredible guys, and I'm excited for you to hear them and hear uh, our conversation. Uh, we titled this one, uh, and again, all of our episodes are titled based off of uh, something that uh, the person we're interviewing says, uh, maybe a creative statement, something that really kind of encapsulates who they are or what they're about, and uh, this episode is no different. Uh, Garrett, at one point in the conversation, made a great uh, statement that we are art and we create art and just a brilliant statement because uh, that's something that for us as human beings we are art we are art in our own way in our existence we're art and art creates art and so we, in our own way in so many ways we create art and so you listening to this episode uh, man I hope you get inspired I hope you walk away going uh, what art am I creating and how can I create better art in the world and how can I be living art in the world? So uh, please check them out. Uh, go to their website, myfeverband.com or uh, on social media. They're at myfeverband uh, all over the place. Go check them out. Listen to their music. Buy their music. Download it. Support these guys. They're an up-and-coming band. Uh, they're great. Hopefully we'll hear more from them. And uh, go give them a shout out. Go promote them and hit them up and let them know that you listen to this episode. Hopefully you'll be inspired. I hope you will. They're some, some great friends, some great dudes, and excited for you to hear from them. Uh, before we jump into it, got to always remind you we are a part of the State Lines Podcast Network. Incredible network. So many great podcasts and um, uh, articles and writings, things going on on that website. Please go check it out, state-lines.com. Go check them out. Go find a podcast, even if it's not mine. Uh, mine's probably the least of the best of what's on that website. So go go check them out. Go check out the, the podcast there. Go read some articles. Find some inspiration. Find just some fun, crazy uh, things on that website uh, to entertain you, to better your life, to make you smarter. You'll find it there. Please go check it out. And as always, please check out my organization, uh, Current Initiatives. You can find us online at engagecurrent.org. Check it out. We'd love for you to get involved in any of our projects, uh, be a volunteer, be a donor, whatever you want to do. Go check out the the things we do. And uh, thank you again for supporting the podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, thank you for the feedback. Tell your friends to go, to go download it for your friends. Tell them they have they don't even have to listen to it. Just make them download it so that uh, so that uh, the podcast can better. Give us some feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this community. All right, here we go. Uh, 
my friends, my fever band. They're so great. They're awesome. Here we go. Like I said, we're already recording. We've been recording for like an hour. So. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Um, so uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, Boldly going podcast, as we always say. Uh, creative, brilliant, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth. Just because I like to assume that there's people on other planets. So exactly. we're just talking ones on planet Earth. <laughs> um, but I'm here with my fever band. We've got Weston, Garrett, and Blake. From my fever, what's up? Hi. How's it going? Yes. Hopefully, you can hear them all. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are playing a show tonight. By the time you guys listen to this, you the show's over with. But we can talk about the show anyway. Yeah. Um, playing a show. This is your first show in Tampa, right? First Tampa day. Yeah, playing New World Brewery, which is not actually a brewery. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. Don't go in expecting <laughs> <laughs> just food and beer, but not day. brewed there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Other people's beer is there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the building used to be a brewery originally, uh, I think is why. Gotcha. So a little history. Yeah. There's some yeah, there's something going on there. Every all the buildings in Ebor have a have a uh, a history. Yeah. Some yeah. story behind them. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast, guys. Yeah. Thanks it's kind of last minute in town, driving the Sprinter van oh, from yeah. Atlanta. Thanks for having us, man. <laughs> yeah. So um, you guys so you guys all did you all grow up in Panama City? No. I was in Carrollton the first 10 years of my life, and then PC. Yeah, but y'all grew up in PC your whole Yeah, life. Well, for yes the most so. part. Yeah. yeah. We all came from somewhere else and met up in PC. Yeah, kind so of, kind we of grew basically up grew up, up in PC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you were pretty young, Blake, when y'all moved to. How mm-hmm. old were you? Like 11. 11. Like we were like 7 and 9 Okay. when we came up. Yeah. Gotcha. And pretty much there since. All right. For all of us. So, <clears throat> that's my hometown. But I always think it's fascinating when people move to Panama City from other places because I don't understand why. <laughs> exactly. Like, to get I divorced, know, maybe? I know. Yeah, maybe. Which is a real thing. That's real. It's, it's the highest divorce rate uh, in the country. City is it in really? the country per capita. So, yeah. so I've go. never heard that. Yeah. No kidding. What? It's the just, song divorce. People just uh, go down and lose their minds, I guess. Yeah. Which That's is cool. Fascinating. Good place to do it. Good beach. Isn't that weird? I, I mean, like, yeah, if you're going to do it somewhere <laughs> and not be Las Vegas, I guess. Yeah, straight from Vegas to PC is what they normally do. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well be in the Sunshine State when you do it, when you get the big D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just for context, in case no one knows Panama City, it, it for decades has been the spring break capital of Florida. Well, yeah. um, day so here's my you guys live in Atlanta now um, tell me if you have a similar a similar experience every time I, I talk to somebody like where they're from they ask me where I'm from and if it comes around to well I grew up my hometown is Panama City Florida without question I'd say 9 out of 10 people respond with oh I went there once for spring break yeah, yeah either in that tone or Oh yeah, you dog, and they think you like party all the time, or, yeah, or they're yeah. like, oh no, they assume you live that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it's like no, 
Or they're like, dude, I'm still hungover. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a <laughs> good one. to tell you of their stories from still yeah, feel and I'm true. like, please don't feel like you have to tell me your story. <laughs> yeah, right. We certainly yeah. did not. That's ask. how it is. It's like a I kind of want to give them the disclaimer of like, yeah, listen, I've heard and experienced. A thousand of what you're about to tell me. Your yeah. story is exactly. the same story I've heard every time. Well, Georgia is like the worst because you just take uh, the interstate straight down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and straight up in Panama City. So living there, it's like most people there, like not only do they do spring break there as they're in their adult life, but they like spend most summers going down that I've talked to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that makes sense. Like a lot of people in Georgia, they probably spent the whole summer there. Exactly. It's just vacation destination yeah. as well. I get so many people that, yeah, I, I went there once. <laughs> and like, that was the only one and only time <laughs> they survived and never went yeah. back. I regret it, they but I don't their regret. life, had to move to Europe for 10 years before they could come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you guys grew up there. So what's nice about that is you understand. So when I try to explain to someone, because the next question I get, man, what was that like growing up in Panama City? And I'm like, it's like growing up anywhere else. It, except for the fact that half the year you have a bunch of people that annoy you because yeah. they're from they don't live there and they exactly. come and invade your city and uh, they're they're they act like idiots yeah exactly for two weeks I mean that's what so. I tell people I'm like there's people who come there to have a good time even for the spring break thing like but there's people who come there to like lose their mind and I think I don't know I always feel like that I'm like if you're that person. You know, forget you because yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but yeah, we probably sound so old. We do. Yeah, and we're in our twenties, by the and way. And you're not even that old. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're in our twenties. We go to bed at seven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> you are so old. <laughs> Neighbors with loud music just pester us. What we're trying to say is, if you're listening and you're out there and you're looking for a spring break destination, come to Panama City. Lose your mind. Come on. Yeah, plug the poor man's Vegas. You don't want to spend exactly. You don't want to spend too much money. Just go to Panama City. Play tickets too much for Vegas. Come to Panama City. Yeah, you guys should. You guys should be the uh, the pitch marketers for Panama City we Beach. Can do that. Yeah, for spring break. Gary's we'll definitely got the hair on the top. That's true. Yes, you could be the pitch man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it feels. <laughs> that's funny. So uh, t- tell me about the band. What's the story? Yeah, yeah. What's the story, Morning Glory? Oasis plug. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the band has been together for, um, I think we're coming up on two years. Two years. Or we just passed two years, February. And uh, we've all grown up in our own ways, you know, playing music, um, as well as doing church world stuff. That's kind of where we cut our teeth. And we're fortunate to have people like who, you know, we had a friend named Lee Baker who, who like cared about music other than just gospel music or whatever you call it and um, introduced us to rock music you know like because my parents didn't really they weren't super into that he sounds like a terrible church worship leader if he was introducing you to rock totally music jerk, yeah. totally jerk. Jerk. is he even a Christian? it's questionable <laughs> it's questionable <laughs> but um, no yeah he just he just took the time and, and you know helped teach us music outside of this church world and um that's going way back but long story short we um just grew up in that world kind of doing church but then playing in in bands probably started writing music when we were 
13, 14, 15, getting in our first bands. I know for me and Gary, we played in a band called Lily White in high school. And I remember that band. Yeah, and just, you know, got used to writing songs. And then um, I met Blake when um, uh, doing worship stuff. I was a worship pastor for a year at North Star down in Panama City. And um, he came and played guitar with me, and we just hit it off as friends, really, honestly. This guy showed up one day. Yeah. Y'all probably like, who is this guy? Exactly. Yeah. And, and lived like a block away from where we were having the gatherings and stuff, or a few blocks, I should say. And, um, yeah, we just uh, started, I think, um, with our friend Sam, maybe like a year into us hanging out a lot. Um, we said, hey, we're going to, you know start a band like I have songs and I was really 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 specific about it's not going to take up all our time because we have these other commitments but um, we just sort of started there and um, even the first record we came out with has some songs from that period but um, since then Blake we kind of dissipated that band and then um, but it was my fever I mean it was still my fever then and uh, Blake took off to Australia for school for about a year um, and then during that time, we went to a concert in Atlanta, actually, funny enough. Sibling. Sibling fun. Yeah. Like all the kids. There's two other siblings of ours, and then we were there in Atlanta. Allie yeah. was already living in Atlanta at the time, and we were going to Kings of Leon. Right. And we do concerts like that a lot, and it's yeah. just like a sibling thing. You know, so we went to, this, cool. went to this show, and um, yeah, just sort of like almost supernatural I mean, for both of us in our own way, there were conversations that followed this night. Yeah. So you mentioned that earlier. So uh, talk about that a little bit. Because I think it's fascinating when people, especially what you said, that uh, you were kind of on the on the path of like, I'm going to be in ministry. I'm going to do worship stuff. Yeah. And then you went to a Kings of Leon concert and had a spiritual awakening, basically, that took you, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go start a non yeah, non-Christian rock band. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, um, I think as a musician and a songwriter, you um, you can never escape it. You know, and I, it's probably the same with all creatives. Like, um, once you get that itch, you have to scratch it. And and some people end up, you know, laying it to rest as far as occupation. But I think we all three have had that yearning that just won't go away. And it. Yeah it just nags and nags and nags and I've always felt that and um, at that show as far as like spiritual moment I mean I felt like I had and in life have had rarely but like these little moments where you encounter um, like your creator you know and uh, I don't know there was one point like midway through and I just sat down and I just felt someone say for me I thought it was God and I felt like he said like I wish he'd stop asking me you know it was like this sentence you know and um, for me that was revelatory because um, I don't know I just had always I guess a little self-tortured if I was going to do music in the secular world because of what I grew up in that I felt responsible to commit my craft to the church exclusively or something interesting and yeah. uh, uh I don't know. That was my experience that night. But here has similar. Yeah, or I want to. You know, I want to hear too. yours, but I want to ask you something about that. Real quick. Yeah, what sure. do you think that meant? I wish you'd stop asking me. Uh, 
I took it as I, w- I wish you'd stop asking me to start a rock and roll band and just get the balls to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and so we did. Nice. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, that was, I know it was a turning moment just because I, I don't feel like I'd ever felt that, um, that f- like freedom to do it, that peace to do it, you know. Yeah. I mean, every time you, you know, we talked about it, you're like, I'm going to want to start a band after this <laughs> too. So, I mean, that was significantly different than, you know, of course, when you go see music, you immediately want to play music. Start, right. Yeah. You know, writing. It's like, you know, for anybody who's in, in, into anything, you know, you go to a professional event of that, you know, how that's true. You think that it made like, that instance different. Yeah. But that instance was definitely different. But for me, like I had completely kind of like given up music other than just playing in the church for a while Wesson was working in the church and he needed a drummer for like a year so I was playing like every every week or whatever and um but I mean like writing wise I had kind of give, given that up like I just I don't know I mean to, to me in my mind it's a little it's it's kind of like a selfish thing too like mm-hmm. I mean cause the dream of it all is to is to eventually you know sell thousands of dollars worth of music and you know, so that, that also means your face is you know a part of the music and a part of all of that so you're kind of in a way selling yourself which is like a very self-centered thing to do which I always had a problem with but but also it's just um, it's very it's like a big question mark you're kind of just like going out into the dark woods you don't know you know yeah you're like blaring, you know blazing a trail through a you know a huge forest and you don't really know what's going to happen or if something's going to happen or when it's going to happen it's kind of like a um, at least career wise it's kind of it's kind of a hard thing to determine when profitability will happen you know especially when you have a family and stuff but um, so yeah that for me it was just like it was the same thing I think it was just like me sitting there going like why am I not doing this like this is an adventure waiting to happen and I was kind of at the point in my life where I can make multiple different decisions um uh, so I, that's it. Just was like, yeah, it's just like a spiritual thing. I would say. Yeah. Well, and Gare was the one who I, I, you know, I said like have, you know, be willing to start this band after I heard that or whatever. I honestly wasn't like I got back home and was on like in my head making mental plans to go back to school, but Garrett was the one who like pulled me aside and was like. Hey, like you said something about a band because we talked mm-hmm. a little bit, and he said like let's talk about it and basically like are we gonna do it? <laughs> and I said, well, if you're in, I'm in. You know, <laughs> that's I'm fascinating. Down. That's yeah. so funny because you were the one that basically had given up on music. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way. I mean, it's not like I wasn't playing, but I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't being active in <laughs> creating and writing, which would have. I don't know. That's what I would consider. Yeah. Kind of. That's so fat. So, you know what I love about just music in general? Um, there's all different philosophies about spirituality and God and all that. I'm so fascinated by people that find God or some spiritual moment in something that's purely not yeah. spiritual or God-related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like so many uh, stories... You know, like you're at a Kings of Leon concert yeah. and you feel like God is talking to you about yeah. this is what your next move in life should be. Sure. Yeah. It's always so fascinating to me. Yeah. I, feel, I there's sometimes I just feel like 
in Christian world, we just have it completely backwards. Yeah. Like we're constantly like, that spiritual thing is where it's at. And really, it's over there in that, in that bar. Yeah. So yeah. dive bar at a show and you see someone that there's just something radiant about him. Yeah. That's going. That's well, the I, thing. I think inherently, I mean, if you think it through, at least, you know, our beliefs, you know, in hand, it's like God is inherently creating people who create. And mm. I mean, if you're, if, if God created everything, then whatever you're inspired by is inherently kind Sacred. of created from yeah. God, God inspired it. So yeah, he, he obviously cares about art. So I don't think that it's too far off that Kings of Leon inspired us to play music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, yeah. I think God values all art. That's such a great thought. Night. Yeah. I, I feel like we're keeping you out of the conversation at this point. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a listener. Blake, okay. Yeah. Um, man, that's such a... Yeah. So, um, yeah, God is... I mean, if you if you buy into the concept of God, and that's that's a belief that you have, you have to believe that God is... The, like, step one is God created everything. So he's a creator. So everything that we know is... So naturally, what he creates is also going to be a thing that creates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you just look at like the natural world, mm-hmm. trees, and constantly creating. You know, we're yeah. art, and then we create art. So it's like yeah. Well, we talk about that too. We talk about that a lot in the band too. Like, I mean, there's the thought of like, you know, the for me, like I see a tree or whatever, and it's like it's not stamped on the tree like made by God or made by this being if you buy into that like but to me like it speaks beauty when you just see it you know yeah and I mean that's challenging for a songwriter because we're we're actually using words or whatever but it's it's so easy to become cheesy but like if you look at a tree for a second you're like this is not cheesy this is like the way that this is like everything like I don't know, everything that you could gather from it metaphorically, how it looks, the beauty. And I, I'm challenged by that all the time. Like natural world, just nature, whatever you see to be like, wow, creation is a, a deep place. Like let that inspire you to create something, you know, that's reflective in its quality. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I think yeah. is the most important. Yeah, that's so true. I love what you just said too, that we are art mm-hmm. and we create art. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a tattoo waiting to I am art. It's a deep state. <laughs> I am art. Yeah, but for, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's uh, kind of sexy. <laughs> but it's so true. Like that's a great. That's a really deep statement. Yeah, it is. Good right, job. We can stop. We can start recording. Good. Like, yeah, yeah, right? Good. Good job. You're art. You're done. You're lean now. Yeah, yeah. just go. Just, just take off. <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So, um, Blake, you were in. You were in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, going to Hillsong, right? Mm-hmm. If anyone knows what Hillsong is, I'm sure. I mean, half the world knows what Hillsong is at this point. So, yeah, maybe. Um, what uh, What was that like? Um, I mean, it was in a really incredible experience for me. Um, not only just practically, but definitely you know spiritually and everything that goes with it. And yeah, I mean, it was just a good opportunity. I felt like I was just going to kind of live and die there whenever I moved. Um, I didn't really have any kind of immediate plan to, to want to come, come back to the States or anything. I 
I just kind of wanted to establish myself there. Um, I had a really awesome relationship going on with an awesome person, and um, I made incredible friends down there. And so, like, it was just really good, a really good situation for me. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, the guys gave me a call and said they want to do this. And I guess, uh, you know, it is that, like, yearning uh, for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I'm really narcissistic or something and want to be seen in a smaller band kind of entity. I don't know. I'm still trying to process reasons why I decided I wanted to come back sometimes. Mm. But, uh, yeah, worked out. Interesting. I hear Australia is hard to leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, just so I can say on the record, Australians are certainly cooler culture than any country, I think. <laughs> they got That's a big statement. Down. Oh, yeah, I mean it. I think they can kind of show it with pride, too. They're like, they know they're cooler than you, <laughs> than, than like everyone. I don't think if the government hears that, they might take your citizenship away from you. <laughs> That's all right. I'll just go back. <laughs> That's fine. Certainly if Donald Trump hears that, you'll... Yeah, you'll yeah, you do. Oh, man. definitely going. How did he make his way into this country? <laughs> if you want to come back, you got to crawl over the wall. Uh, yeah, that's... Man, that's really, that's really interesting that you made the decision, but you're still contemplating figuring out... I still try to understand why I did it sometimes. Um, yeah, um, is basically all I mean by it. I mean, but it's in the sense of I knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Why it was the right thing to do, I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, different answers evolve at different times in a way. Yeah. It's yeah. a complicated answer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. That's true. I take a lot of notes when I'm doing these. So I write That's awesome. Good. The ironic thing, though, about the whole thing was that before you went off to Hillsong and before Weston wasn't working in the church, uh, West was in the church. You guys were playing as My Fever, and Blake was playing drums, and West was playing guitar, and then Sam Brown, our good friends, was playing <laughs> bass. And <laughs> during that time, I had come to Weston, or we were going surfing or something. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, I was thinking about, like, I really miss writing and, like, playing music and stuff. And uh, I asked him about playing in the band, which I, I think was still known as my favorite then, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'd, I'd come and, like, <laughs> listen to you guys play and stuff, and, uh, or just practice, or you were writing or something. And Wes was like, I don't know. It's, it's We're pretty serious. <laughs> like, straight up denying. <laughs> Shot him down. <laughs> So then You're the whole thing, weather. like, certain things happen. Apparently. I mean, I, I'll admit that, like, I was I was flaky, like, you know, in other bands <laughs> and certain times and stuff, like, at least yeah. commitment-wise. But, I mean, I think that's the hardest thing is finding people who are 100% committed to the same thing mm -hmm. in yeah. music because everybody loves playing music. Everybody <laughs> knows what music does, and... It just depends if, if you're going to do it after you're off work or if you're going to do it 100%. Right. So um, our decision to move to Atlanta was like, was that? Is like, this is what we're doing. Wow. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty serious. I don't know. Yeah. So, so now I'm in the, I made my way back into the, yeah. the band. <laughs> I'm never going to live that one day. Yeah, man. That's funny. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to go back to what you said for a second 
Blake, is the <clears throat> so the whole theme of the podcast being, as I was explaining to you earlier, about hopefully inspiring people mm-hmm. to boldly go, to take out, take the step. Like you said, like we decided we're going to do 100%, so we're going to move to Atlanta and we're going to go after this thing. Um, <clears throat> and I think I feel like everybody struggles with that decision of what am I going to do? Am I going to do the thing that I love or am I going to go work this job? Or mm-hmm. can they both be the same thing? And I feel like a lot of people never, never take that first step because they're waiting on all the answers to all their questions mm-hmm. that never come. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like you said about different, you know, different answers come at different times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a... I think for the first, like, four months I was back, the answer was, you know, you were born for this, go for it. I think the four months proceeding were your stupid move back. You know, and it's just, like, a vicious cycle of things like that. um, That, you know, I don't know where these, you know, thoughts come from. I mean, the brain, the human brain's crazy. Like, what we can cognitively produce. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say that... I hold on to the thing I I first heard in my head, which was that I was, you know, born to, you know, be in a great band that makes great music that, you know, helps people. I don't know about helps people. That's a little cliche to say, but um, I don't know. It has a, a positive impression on the artistic community, not only, you know, nationally, but internationally. And, um, yeah, so I just, I just kind of hold on to that. Even when, like, you know, weird thoughts come into my head. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, definitely should move back, whatever. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm a big believer, too, though, that, like, um, you know, faith doesn't exist without doubt. Mm-hmm. Boldness or courage doesn't exist <clears throat> without uh, fear. Mm-hmm. So, to me, like, where you're at, that's, like, that's almost, like, the sweet spot of, of life. Like, I'm doing this thing because I love it. But at the same time, I doubt mm-hmm. the decision that I made. But yeah. I'm doing it regardless. Yeah, yeah. Certainly. It's, it's certainly an interesting um, thing to try and fathom. For yeah. sure. And I he's think the he reason moved. that we moved, though. That's what I wanted to say. Well, yeah. I mean, Blake was the reason that we moved when we did. Because we are like... I mean, Wes and I are very... Just like... We're dragging our feet. Makes sense. Like, we've got to get the perfect... Do, 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 do all the stuff in, in order in this... This way and German yeah, ancestry. Um, yeah, German. <laughs> and Blake, he Blue comes from and stuff. French ancestry. Yeah. So he's so he's like, so, uh, who cares? I, I basically just want to make love and eat. <laughs> There's no about two things in life, you know. Like, but anyway, we were just like trying to. We were like all concerned about like, well, we don't have we don't have a practice space, so what that means that we're practicing in our house wherever we get a house. Yeah. So we have to pretty much make sure that our house is capable to get loud and not bother the neighbors. So that's kind of like a tricky thing to do when you're not in Atlanta actually looking at the houses that you're going to rent. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but it just came to the point where we were like, you know, you just have to pull the trigger. And Blake was like, why aren't we up? I'm just wondering why we're not up there already. <laughs> and so we kind of just went, we were like, okay. And then went with the house we were looking at at that point and... It's worked out awesome because it's like pretty pretty far away from the other houses, and it's like our garage blo- blocks the sound from the neighbors, and like we've literally had no one complain, and we've played as loud as we wanted. Nice <laughs> in our family room. Yeah. 
awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, real quick, you, your load ends at 7.30, right? 7.30. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're close, though, we're, right? Yeah, yeah. We're just a few blocks. Cool. Uh, sure. But I want to make sure we stay on time so you can get there at 7.30. Um, For sure. Um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, so <clears throat> I feel like in, in like these kind of scenarios, I feel like quintessential, cliche things, people, when you talk about, yeah, we started our band... You always get the, or if you tell a story like, yeah, I moved to Australia, I moved back from Australia to start this, this thing with no guarantees that anything, you know, yeah, we're going to play music. No one might ever listen to it, <laughs> but we're going to make it. Yeah, um, sure. So I think there's two responses and I'm always curious why this response or how you would, how you would respond back. Um, one is why would you do that? Like you love Australia, and you know if you told someone that story, I feel like someone's listening that goes, "Well, why would if you loved it so much, why did you leave there to come do this band with, you know, they're your friends, but may not go anywhere, kind of thing." Oh yeah, it's certainly a, a conversation dismissal is a little, a little easier now. You know, yeah. when you're talking to people, what do you do? I, you know, I play music. Oh, cool. Next. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, versus the whole different country. Right. Yeah. Deal. For sure. So many jokes of like staying up late and waking up late. (laughs) So many people. Right. Oh, yeah, you're not even awake yet. (laughs) You're not even awake yet. Yeah. Which, I mean, you're kind of like a night owl. I got up at 6 a.m., though. I don't know. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Well, what I think is interesting, too, is most people, like, most people would say, and this is the other side of that response, is I think most people would go, or a lot of people, they say things like, uh, well, how old are you guys? Oh, you're in your 20s. Well, of course, you know, you can do that because you're in your 20s and you're not married and you don't have a family. Like, well, of course you can go move to Atlanta and start a yeah. band and yeah. just do that thing, you know? And I think, um, on, on the one hand I go, man, that's really sad that that's, that's how you look at it. That just because you have a family, like your crutch is I have a family and I've got to pay bills so I can't do that thing that I love. Yeah. Right. And the assumption that if you guys were in your 50s and you decided to do this, certainly you wouldn't or couldn't because you're not young. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> true. I think it almost goes with the same thing as what you said about, or what I said about moving, you know? It's like it doesn't really take, like, finances or circumstances or, or things like that to determine whether you're going to do something or not. It just takes yeah. a decision. And like yes. belief in that decision, like right. And I, I yeah. think, I think, look, like when you when you commit to something creatively, it's scary because the money, where the money directly comes from, for a while is a question mark. Yeah. But yeah. I think the the way the world is, you have a way. I mean, you have a way of figuring things out. You know, as you go, mm-hmm. and like Blake's saying, like you have to you have to jump in to learn how you're going to survive. <clears throat> Otherwise, you'll never know. And so there's that. There's that cultural thing of like foot in the back door. I'm just going to leave it here because there's like this other option for me. Yeah. And to me, I found with music, uh, be smart about how you do it. Like learn the business world, but like Mm. try not to keep your foot back there. Like for me, I'm trying to blow up everything, (laughs) the other options (laughs) for me. Like I want it to be like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And this is unfocused. And like for me, even the part-time things that I'm doing right now, I'm trying to do keep music related so that I mean, it's like people would say you're putting all your eggs in one basket, but at the same time, isn't that kind of what it takes to do something creatively? You know, mm-hmm. like you have to, to do something well too. to do it well. Yeah, yeah, you have to be willing to say, okay, 
I'm going to like put the blinders on. Everybody's saying these things, but I'm going to do what I feel convicted to do, you know? Yeah. And that was my moment of... <laughs> yeah, that's where you need to emphasize. Smacking the table. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> did you hear that? You did it. You oh, did they it. heard it. It's going to be like a big <laughs> see in the car. Mic drop yeah. <laughs> moment. But yeah, you know, so I think, I think the last few months, I think it has been that. I mean, I, as an artist, you're... I think you can make your best record and still have all those fears. Your pockets could be deep and filled with lots of cash, but you'll probably still be like, this is terrible. <laughs> you know, like your, your, your insecurity goes from like, am I going to be able to buy food next week to like, do people care about my records? Am I going to be irrelevant? You know, there's always those... Will this be better than the last record? Yeah. Like, can I improve on... Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're made to live. You know, you got to... You gotta live. You gotta do what you feel convicted to do. Yeah, that's good. That's so true. The uh, my my buddy Ken uh, that I was saying about earlier that moved to LA mm -hmm. to work with Street Kids and he was on the podcast. He made a brilliant statement. I think fits well with that. He said at one point uh, in the conversation, he said, uh, "You'll know the risk is worth it when you take the first punch." Mm -hmm. but you don't really know until you take your first punch yeah yeah but the sad thing to me is that most people never get to the point where they have to take the first yeah. punch because it's too scary mm -hmm. yeah. yeah because after the first punch you're like oh that wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah usually I feel like yeah you know? right it's so we're made to do that we're made to like pick ourselves up a little bit you know yeah get a little dirty mm -hmm. definitely and I mean that's great though I mean if you know there, because yeah, there are a lot of people who don't do that for sure, and that's awesome. But um, after they live their lives really happily, I, I tend to find those are the people who do dismiss you for what you're doing. Right, it's interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's almost out of a sense of like, you know, that cliched misery loves company. You know, yeah. like I'm miserable, so I also want you to be miserable. Yeah, exactly. oh, naturally, totally naturally, totally exactly. natural thing. Yeah. That's a, so to kind of wrap things up um, so you guys can get out of here is um, one question I always ask everyone on the podcast is um, which I feel like I probably already know your answer because of what you said earlier um, because of that because people give all these excuses um, do you think that every person like has the capacity to as we say boldly go to do that to pursue that dream to go after that thing that they love um, or is it just not for some people to do that? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I think yes, at any stage. I think there are opportunities you you will miss. That ship has sailed. <clears throat> and like, you know, if you're 80 you can't, and you want to start learning guitar, your odds of you being, you know, <laughs> uh, playing to thousands in an arena are slim. But at the same time, I think it's just a human question of like, well, you've got time left on this earth. What are you going to do with it? You know? Mm. And I, I just call, I call that going to the deep end. Like, are you willing to, to go to the deep end? Kind of not knowing how to swim. Like, are you just, and I think you can do that at any, any age. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You guys, any question to add to that? The question Do you was, think everyone has the capacity to look fear in the face boldly go do the, do the thing that they love or, yeah I think everybody has the capacity to do so but I don't know I mean obviously everybody doesn't right but um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Because the reason I ask that question yeah. is because some people would say, well, right, you have the capacity to do that. I don't have the capacity to do that. I don't have the means or whatever. That's true. Yeah, thing is. yeah I think that it's a deal where, um, yeah, I personally believe everyone does. And I say that because, you know, I think everyone has a, a lot of fear, you know, on earth. I mean, there are a lot of things that are not certain on earth that die and decay and like that sucks and it's not you know cool for that to happen but if you don't i love what i mean jim carrey's the comedian but i love what he said about fear disguises practicality i think that that fear that everyone has mm -hmm. can definitely be transcended and translated into the everyday things that like we may consider you know, healthy, and we may consider good and things like that. When in reality, they're only stifling your potential. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sure. That's yeah. Uh, another. It's so funny. It's very similar to something another friend of mine said. Fear. Fear is a silent decision maker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It yeah. kind of makes the decision for you before you. Yeah. Actually, do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Um, that's awesome um, <clears throat> so I know you guys need to take off here in a minute but is there anything um, what do you want to what do you want to promote promote that's a good question um, uh, we ought to say something about Twin A uh, that was the most recent project we came out with mm -hmm. that came out in February and uh, it's a two song uh, record, but the concept of twins is something kind of unique to my fever. And for us, uh, we only get to do full albums. Like they take time and money. So like every year, you're talking years, like yeah. as far as the time scale. And so we want to be more active, especially as a young band. Like, and I mean, we're writing all the time, so we need people to hear these songs, kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, and so for us, twins are. Uh, hopefully like a new package just the two songs almost like the concept of a 45 you have this a, side A and side B mm -hmm. but in the digital world we're calling it a twin and um, that's kind of the the goal for us is just to release more music more frequently that's um, awesome. so fans have stuff to listen to so Twin A is the first one mm -hmm. and you can find that everywhere digitally uh, iTunes Spotify um, and Every, everyone <clears throat> should listen to Supermoon and Dustin Price Supermoon and Dustin Price. If I can promote that. <laughs> yeah. Shameless promote whatever you want. Yeah, go for it. They don't suck. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah. Um, so don't forget to keep, get your pets spayed and neutered. Mm. Yeah. Um, it is important. <laughs> feral, feral cats. Feral cats. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah. So, um, and you guys are on social media all that kind of stuff people find it's my fever is all one word right my fever one word yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then besides that you know just sitting tight um, there should be a, a new record coming out of the oven this year I'm a little ways off so we can't say too much but full record or full record yeah okay yeah, which nice. will be round two I mean we did a seven song like almost record was the first record so the EPLG EPLG yeah yeah the mix it was a mutt I like that. I, I like that idea, though. I just love the the visual description that you put together of that. And yeah. Like that side A and side B, but do, calling it a twin. Twin. Like, yeah. Those are two songs. I th yeah, it's a good it's a good point though. People, you're writing music. I feel like you hold on to it for so long because we have to wait till we put it on put our full record out. Exactly. I feel like in this world, 
the way everything's digital and you can just release stuff on your own like why why not and people want it fast you know too for us it's important to release it soon enough after we wrote it because then we'll hate it in a year true or whatever like and we've heard it so many times and so I think it'll help with that but it's also um, yeah I mean it's our version of the single but it's twin A right now but hopefully down the road it'll be like you know the whatever twin you know you're gonna gonna run the alphabet we're gonna like run the alphabet but I want it to be like EP or LP you know what I'm saying yeah so we'll see cool right on I love it Um, so Thanks for taking a few minutes hanging out at my house before the show. Uh, I'm sorry to all of you listening that you won't be at the show because it'll probably be awesome. <laughs> um, but you'll be around again. You'll be doing shows again mm-hmm. for sure in the yeah. future. So check them out online. And as I always like to do is close uh, with a question to you, the listeners. Um, you heard a story. You heard their stories of them boldly going, taking their step, facing fear, pursuing the thing that they love. My question to you is what can you do what one thing can you do this week to uh, step out, boldly go, pursue that dream, begin writing that book, begin that art piece, whatever the thing is. You don't have to accomplish it all at one time, but what can you do this week to start doing that thing? So think about that, go after that, and uh, be like these guys and boldly go, chase your dream. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, man. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Go play a show. Let's do it. <laughs> But he's done! <laughs> <laughs>